Hey, welcome to Wayfair, where you can come sail away with us through Lent. In the midst of the slurry of sound bites, this podcast is like Antimedia. It's filled with gaps and places for you to join in and respond. It's like a chemistry set for your soul. Experiments, but no chance of setting the garage on fire or turning your hair green. I think. I'll have to check to be sure. It's only half finished on its own, though. It needs you to be complete. Together, we'll explore a variety of spiritual practices, old and new, from Lectio Divina to guided prayers and meditations. And each day of the week, we'll focus on a particular attitude or a spiritual posture. Today, we're focusing on generosity as we think about unlearning hate. Now, throughout the podcast, you'll encounter a variety of voices, and you'll even be invited to participate. There will be places for you to respond and prayers and readings and songs. So join in as you feel led, unless you're still playing with that chemistry set. And be careful. Eyebrows take a while to grow back. Trust me. So, listen to your heart. Be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. Hi, this is Brandon Moore. Will you pray with me? To begin, I'll pray, God, you like the way of mercy. And then I'll leave a space for you to respond with, help me walk in mercy. Then I'll pray, you like the way of truth. And you can respond, help me walk in truth, and so on. So after I pray a sentence, you can respond with, help me walk in mercy, truth, and so on. Okay, let's pray. God, you like the way of mercy. God, you light the way of truth. God, you light the way of hope. God, you light the way of peace. God, you light the way of love. Lord, to walk in truth. 
Today, as we think about generosity, we're talking with Ashley and Sharon Holonia. Ashley and Sharon, along with their daughter Jalen, have been at Central for a while, but they became members back in January. They come to the Ordinary Time Sunday School class, where I teach from time to time, and they even tolerate me, and they bring the best white elephant gifts to Christmas parties. Banana-flavored Tic Tacs are now officially my favorite. So, when we first talked about the theme of unlearning hate... I immediately thought of a story that Ashley and Sharon had shared in the aftermath of the election about a terrible note that was left on their car. And then later, another interaction they had with a neighbor about a welcome sign in their yard that was expressing solidarity with immigrants. And while these are things that we wish they didn't have to deal with and that nobody should have to endure, I think there's a lot that we can learn from their story And I'm challenged and encouraged at how they have responded to such hateful words and actions with compassion and with grace. Ashley and Sharon were kind enough to stay after church to talk with us, so you'll hear our conversation, but in the background you'll probably also hear some noises from the kids who are playing in the gym at the same time. Just a note for listeners who may be listening with children, we are going to talk about this hateful note that was left on their car, and it is offensive, and Ashley will actually relay the text of that note, Um, so you may want to preview this first. Um, So it was the morning after the election. Um, I woke up for work. Um, It was early in the morning, like 4.30 or 5 a.m., and as I go to my car... Uh, there was something on the windshield, and uh, whenever I looked at it, it was a handwritten note uh, that said, I can't wait until um, a real president overturns your marriage. Um, and then it said, gay families equals burn in hell, hashtag Trump 2016, hashtag repent, hashtag God bless. Um, so, which, I don't know, we, we laugh because I guess like, Hindsight to us is, I mean, the hashtag God bless kind of, kind of got us <laughs> a little bit there. Also, when we put it on Facebook, someone who shared it and commented after put like bold letters like hate, 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 and then real small. Also, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, initially I was, 
I mean, Sharon and Jalen were still in bed. And so initially, you know, my first reaction was to look around the neighborhood. You know, I don't know exactly when it got left on the car. Do I need to worry about going to work with the two of them asleep? Um, so initially I was, I was scared. I think of, you know, this was the neighborhood we'd lived in for a couple of years. Nothing had happened. We don't really talk to people. Um, you know, and, uh, so then as I was, I took a picture of it and uh, was driving to work, and that's when I think, like, anger really set in of, okay, you know, what what did we do, you know, to anyone to, to have to wake up with a note on the car? Um, and because, so, again, they don't know us. Right, right. Um, and uh, so then after, after I got to work, I, I called Sharon um, when it was time for, you know, her to wake up and was like, you know, I don't. I don't want you to be nervous, but you know, this is what I found on the car. And so of course I think she was, she was angry when she read it of, you know, just wondering, you know, what exactly is going on. Um, and then, you know, after we talked about it, we did post it on Facebook. Um, and you know, there was a lot of different, you know, reactions and I wasn't really thinking when I put it on Facebook, you know, it was just kind of put it on there. If I think I wrote a caption of, um, when you wake up and find out you're not the most liked family in the neighborhood. Um, and so, you know, just kind of a, a pass it off because I mean, you know, unfortunately being, you know, in a same sex relationship, you do get, you know, different reactions and different things. And so it kind of becomes almost the norm when uh, something is said or you get an extra stare or something like that. It has just never been taken that far with us personally. Um, and so we didn't really know how to feel. Um, but then after we started getting, uh, I think the, the overwhelming com comments of, uh, you know, just like love and support from, from people that we knew, or even, um, once it kind of went public and it got a lot more shares, um, just people, strangers sending us messages of seeing, you know, Hey, this isn't, you know, how everybody thinks. And so I thought, you know, we talked to one another and we thought that it was important that uh, we try to let anger be the emotion that's not really shown, I guess, and, and handled in a different way because we thought it was it was more important to, you know, fight the the hate with love of, you know, this is kind of felt like if, if we showed, you know, hey, like, this, you know, your first initial reaction of anger, then it kind of might paint a picture of we are every, you know, cliche and every, you know, thing that's said. And so we thought that it was important that, you know, to set that example of other people of, you know, we don't, we don't believe that we're, our family's going to burn in hell. Um, so we thought that it was, it was important to, to show that love of Jesus to, to other people to know, you know, yes, this happens, unfortunately, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, I think that's kind of where it was for me of after we talked about it, you know, it, we felt like it was just more important to, to try and, and be that love that kind of drives out the hate than try and fight back that it was more important for us to just show that love than try and, I don't know, reiterate like who we are or define who we are to these people that we don't know. I think if you pick a group to hate, like that person hates gay people, obviously, um, and like people who hate refugees, 
you don't see them as, like, you take the humanity away from them, you know? And so, like we were saying, like, they don't know us. And so, like, they think they hate us, but they don't know. Like, they just, they only see us as that group that they hate. It felt really lonely, you know, as far as on the cul-de-sac, you know, of, you know, you don't really know who did it. So it, it kind of felt kind of lonely on that. Um, so decide that, that we're going to be a united front to go against this and then just to, to come to church that night and, you know, um, you know, have everybody, you know, in the congregation, you know, come up and just reassure um, to us if, you know, we were we were in a in a place that was really supportive and, and safe and loving um, kind of gave us that that extra push of, um, you know, that that courage to say, OK, you know, we, we can be a united front. We can we can be the the love that is being shown to us that we don't always see. Um, and so just kind of that example of, you know, finally finding a place um, together that, you know, that accepts us and loves us. And, you know, the way that, that we know that Jesus does kind of gives us that example to say, okay, you know, we no longer have to fight to define us. We just have to be. Um, and while we're just being, we're going to be those examples of Jesus as best we can. So. might have seen some signs around lately that say no matter where you're from we're glad you're our neighbor these signs began at a church in harrisonburg virginia and we had some printed up recently and handed them out to folks at church ashley and sharon took one home and put one in their yard and it wasn't long after that that ashley had this experience with one of their neighbors um, yeah basically we uh we got the sign from church and we put it in the yard um and i had gone outside to get something out of my car and I wasn't even paying attention. I stopped to send a text message or something. So I had my back to the sidewalk because I was, I was coming back up and, uh, I just heard somebody say, so is this some passive aggressive anti-Republican anti-Trump movement, um, point that you're trying to make? And so I, I turned around really confused, like what, what are you talking about? I'm just sending a text message. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't even thinking about the sign in the yard. I was just like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, and so he pointed to the sign. And so I look at it and I look at him and I was like, well, no, you know, I, I kind of like to think of it as a pro human being, pro Jesus movement kind of point. You know, it was just kind of the first thing that came to mind. I, I tend to sometimes get very sarcastic when I, <laughs> and so I have to kind of reel it back in. But, uh, so that was the, the first thing that came to mind. And so he, uh, he then said, um, something along the lines of, um, you know, well, well, Jesus understands that we don't want them in our country and that they can't be here. Um, and then he said, and you know that Jesus doesn't like you anyways, like gay families will burn in hell. And so at that moment, you know, it kind of clicked with me of, wait a minute, you know, that's what the note said. Because, you know, I, I get some interesting comments when I'm at work, you know, from the public, working with the public sometimes. But usually when I'm alone in that setting with work, they will say gay people or a gay person. Um, no one's ever really 
talked to me being standing somewhere alone to say gay family. So, I mean, it could be, you know, the way that he said it kind of made me feel like, oh, maybe you wrote that note. Um, but so then, you know, I just said, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, from what I've read, Jesus liked to hang out with some pretty unpopular people. And he kind of stared at me for a second and then said, I'm just going to go. You seem to have an answer for everything. <laughs> and I kind of ended the conversation and he went on up to his house. And so we just kind of wonder if, you know, just the wording of it and, you know, the fact that he kind of threw it out there that maybe we we met the person that wrote the note. I feel this balance, too, of, like, even though, like, people aren't going to like us or, like, it'll probably be years from now when we go to a restaurant and do not get stared at or, you know, um, but we're not going to... We're not going to hide who we are or our family. I mean, on the, on the plus side, I mean, we did have a, a neighbor across the street who uh, brought his son over to play with Jalen on a warm day um, and, you know, just randomly was like, hey, you know, let's let them play together. And then and mentioned, was like, hey, you know, I, I really like your sign in the yard, so we wanted to come over and, you know, so there there are some good people, you know, and, and we feel um, kind of like you said, and we don't, we don't necessarily like the situations that lead up to it, but you know when there when there is something that's really pointed out, you know you you do get to see that, or at least we've seen in our lives. I know that there are people who who don't get that, but um, we really we really got to see that while we felt really alone when when this first happened, that there was really more of an overwhelming you know support and love than than we really thought. Um, and that we really had acknowledged, you know, so far of, you know, and so while it was, it was something scary and panicky, you know, at the same time, it was like, wow, you know, um, everything kind of came full circle exactly when it needed to, you know, of we found this great support and, and love and, and people and community. And then this happened and, and we really don't have to do it alone. And so it was just, you know, that reminder of, you know. Jesus kind of had her back in the whole situation, you know. Thanks so much, Sharon and Ashley and Jalen, for sharing your story with us today, for inspiring us to be the love and acceptance that we hope to see in the world around us, and to remind us to trust what God says about who we are so that we can respond with dignity and with kindness, even when we encounter hate. For our practice today, let's take some time to pray for folks in our community who may find themselves excluded, people who may experience hateful words or indifference to their needs. As images of those persons come to mind, envision them enveloped in the love of God. Maybe some people who you disagree with or People who you tend to stereotype will come to mind as well. Vision them wrapped in the love of God. And then, see yourself. See yourself surrounded by God's love. It's in the healing touch of God's love that we find the wholeness and the courage that we need to be able to resist hatred with compassion and with understanding. Let's pray together.
God, thank you for accepting us. Thank you for welcoming humanity into your story. Teach us to let go of our prejudice and to work for the dignity of all humanity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, we're collecting Beatitudes. You know, the sayings of Jesus we find at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. Who would Jesus call blessed today? Write your own Beatitude and call it in. Just leave a message at 859-813-0150. That's 859-813-0150. Or you can find the number in our show notes for the day. Wayfarer is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. A loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome. No exceptions. Find out more about Central at LexCentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in, and thanks to you for listening. Join us tomorrow for another step along the journey. Thank you.